0: So this week, all I could think about for for multiple reasons, the movies we watched and some movies I watched outside of this, I kept thinking of our old guest Winston's quote that was before movies were good Mm -hmm. (laughs) the entire week, especially with the two we watched today, which feel like the chemtrails of that era before movies were good. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, I watched, um, like everybody, I saw Top Gun, Maverick. Oh, and um, but I watched Top Gun one the night before, and just kind of the advancements in um, slickness, overall mm-hmm. slickness, are pretty astonishing compared to the more um, stone age Top Gun versus the 180 million dollar sequel Top Gun. Really interesting. I I I, don't, I think he I think that was a broad generalization. Right. But I think that there is a, some validity there that's worth di- diving in on. I told some friends about it, and um, we're still talking about it. <laughs> that yeah, theory. I,
1: I mean, I think there's, like, a... I think, like, from a technical standpoint, there's validity to what he said. I think, and I they agree, like, maybe not, like, in maybe not in spirit I agree with it, because I think there's, like, themes and stuff that we've kind of, like, you know, shied away from in general in mainstream cinema that And you're someone who agrees with this, yeah. Yeah, more of a proponent for this than I am probably. But like, yeah, no, it's it is like, yeah, it is crazy seeing like a modern blockbuster made competently.
0: When the yeah when when the machine is firing in all cylinders, and that includes writing, that Hmm. includes you know because like before we started watching Top Gun One, my my mom was here and she leans over, she goes. So what happens to, how does Goose die again? And I was like, I have no idea. Is it like some training exercise or something? And in this new <laughs> one, like John Hamm shows up, he goes, here's the mission. This is why it's going to be hard. And then we spend the next two hours knowing exactly what that is as an audience, how hard it's going to be, mm-hmm. the challenges that they're going to face and how life and death it is. And like in the first one, it's like even the, um, in the first one, like the beach volleyball scene is there strictly for homoerotic content in this one we get shirtless uh, touch football at the beach it's for team building it's actually part of the story (laughs) so it's just it is very interesting but on the flip side of that I watched Extreme Prejudice directed by Walter Hill starring get this Nick Nolte Powers Booth Rip Torn Michael Ironside Clancy Brown William Forsythe among many others dudes we're rocking in this movie <laughs> but and it ruled it totally ruled and you know that's definitely part of this throwback era so again like any era it's really just about quality <laughs> versus your how hard you tried how much you have to say are you a cash in on a movie about called the fugitive and your movie does not include the titular fugitive anymore <laughs> you know, that kind of thing <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the award-winning podcast, The Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson.
1: And I'm Patrick Grameon. Is it like UK? Oh, no! (laughs) Hey,
0: it's okay. The Donald Trump of China is here. (laughs) Oh, God. What a way way to introduce that. that was like the first line of the movie. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, we're off to a hot start." <laughs> what a movie! Oh, what a movie! Yes, that's right, folks. We're on the odds and ends again this week. Patrick and I are feeling the uh, feeling a little bit of the exhaustion of six oh, months, yeah. six months of this at this point <laughs> of seemingly seeing the same late '90s action movie starring Wesley Snipes yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, we will get into why. <laughs> That, that is 100% true momentarily here. Um, but yes, we're talking two action pictures from Wesley Snipes this week too that didn't make the tournament. Should they have? Hard to say. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We will make the call as scientists momentarily, but we're talking, of course, 1988's US Marshals and 2000's The Art of War. <laughs> um, yeah, two, two movies I missed. These were first watches for me. Uh, I believe you said U.S. Marshals was in regular rotation on TNT. Yeah. For you,
1: I, I feel like I've seen clips of U.S. Marshals at least the same amount as I've seen clips of The Fugitive. I've never like finished either of these films. I've never seen the and maybe I, 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 I kind of want to go back and see The Fugitive. Festival. I had
0: I, I did not have time, but it was kind of on my like like fingers crossed if I have time to do this this week was to watch it because I it, I was a massive fugitive fan mm-hmm. when it came out like i love that movie and i was at the videotech in pasadena a few weeks ago they were playing it oh. on, on on the screen and i got sucked in for about 5 minutes of the register just like watching the movie so it still got a real like it's it's a really like classy thriller
1: and it seems like a career high for a bunch of people involved
0: and i think we can get into that in a moment is that perhaps um United States Deputy Marshal Sam Gerard is not the best choice to be your number one on the call sheet character, and perhaps he's not a lead guy, at least in movies necessarily. I
1: mean, like, yeah, like
0: I'm not saying Tommy Lee Jones isn't. I'm saying this character, um, because in The Fugitive, you know, he won Best Supporting Actor Mm -hmm. for that film, and um, you know they had basically you know harrison ford at like you know harrison ford in that time was you know one of the if not the biggest movie star going and so it's like and i think that there's an inherent um trust you have with harrison ford and there's there's plot issues with u.s marshals that i'm really troubled with because the fugitive was from the very jump this guy is not guilty He's being framed up. He's a wrong. It's a wrong man situation. Like,
1: okay, so I want to ask too. He's not like Harrison Ford isn't like a secret agent or no, anything. No, he's a
0: doctor. So he's, he's a doctor. like a normal guy. He's okay. A normal guy who's thrown <laughs> into like this extraordinary circumstances, unlike Mark. Pick your last name. <laughs> played Martin. by Wesley Snipes, and U.S. Marshals with they've they have this entire <sighs> conspiracy. Uh, guys on the inside, turn like, using Wesley Snipes as a pawn, which, if long-time listeners know, this is not an unusual plotline for a Wesley Snipes movie by any means.
1: It's, it's so <laughs> funny how, like, he, he he's always positioned as, like, he's the best of the best,
2: but then he's always someone's schmuck.
0: Did you realize this happened in Blade 2 as well with Norman Reedus? yeah even in that one it's like dude this
1: guy needs
0: new like co-workers he should work with tommy lee jones regularly i thought it was kind of open at the end of this movie was like what are you gonna do now well i'm looking for a job we could be on the team (laughs) you're (laughs) a marshal now you're pretty right you're pretty awesome i'm gonna make you a marshal you can't do that sam who's gonna stop me (laughs) get my chicken soup yeah. Oh what? A, yeah, from the jump though, when he's wearing that, I was like, "It's TLJ in that chicken suit." I guarantee it. Like before they even like he take it off, he pulls up the clock, which will come up, which will come up again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these are like late '90s, kind of not only in like, you know, I mean, one of them is explicitly based around Y2K, but um, kind of the last dregs of the late the 80s into mid-90s action extravaganza. The yeah. kind of um post-Reagan Stallone Schwarzenegger, even to Top Gun kind of styled mm-hmm. movies, you know, with like badass macho cops, like kind of all the way through this before things got real, like when there was also a demarcation line between kind of kids movies in movies for like dads yeah in a way and um speaking of which another one we, we watched um out for justice with friends the Seagull movie on saturday <laughs> night speaking <laughs> of another I, like just a different time it's like when you run into a six foot four ponytailed martial arts instructor from the valley and you're like you know what I think we should screen test this guy. I think he's a movie star. <laughs> <It's>
1: like... <laughs> yeah, you know, this guy—he did well at the Olympics in gymnastics. Let's, let's see if we can turn that into a martial arts.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. There is like, like Top Gun, 2, Everything is thought about. Like everything is whittled down to the brass essentials. It's like to like hit you and make for like a thrilling experience. Sometimes in the, the, the '90s, it was just like, hey, let's give this a go. Why not? Yeah. Let's see what happens.
1: I, I like, let's bring that back. Let's like, like, what was it like, isn't Rafael Nadal like, isn't he? He's like, tennis is happening right now. Make a tennis thriller.
0: Starring, yeah, like turn him into an action star. There's a bomb at Wimbledon, and only Rafael Nadal can stop it.
1: <laughs> yes, that was
0: like the um, there was a Ben Stiller show sketch in the '90s called it Vantage Agassi. <laughs> which ben stiller played Andre agassi tennis star and like cop <laughs> and ernie hudson was like you're going too far Agassiz.
2: <laughs> that's great
0: oh and it's like um and bob odenkirk's like an eastern european diehard villain <laughs> it's, it's really good check it out on youtube it's for, it's advantage agassi it's very funny but um but yeah like tr- just trying somebody out like like um You know, another one of my favorites, former Seattle Seahawk, Brian Bosworth, his action movie, Stone Cold, (laughs) like, oh, this guy's got weird hair and he's kind of a rebel on the football field. He can beat you get a movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dennis
1: Rodman turned that into like a three or four movie long film career. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but there's pros and cons to that as we get into our these two movies which are uh, definitely kind of in a sense you can kind of see why these movies have gotten a little harder to make because once you've seen kind of the like sixth generation version of these movies they get a little (laughs) a little tiring not as exciting as they once were (laughs) like and i think you need some like flash to like like a michael bay or somebody directing it just to give it like a like so the cliches have a little bit more oomph to them but um let's get into it because we can kind of wrap some of these broader themes around as we dig in on -hmm. these movies we're gonna start with 1998's u.s marshals of course the um, sequel to the 1993 mega smash the fugitive nominated for best picture Patrick, <laughs> the fugitive
1: <laughs> wow yeah that's yeah i mean that's like it's, that's never gonna happen to andrew davis ever again
0: no i mean that's it's like peek and I, I i looked it up and he did this movie
1: because
0: uh, i had to go i was like so what did he do after the fugitive to kind of get um to use all of his cachet
1: yeah his blank tracker
0: so yeah and he and you gotta remember before the fugitive 1992's under siege the the one seagull movie that even seagull skeptics are like yeah that one's i guess it's die hard on a boat and it's got tommy lee jones and gary Busey eating shit up (laughs) but um, (laughs) but he did a movie in 95 two years later called Steel big steal little a comedy in which andy garcia plays twins oh no And the tag on the poster, they review this talk about the 90s. This is how you could review a movie in the 90s. Irresistible. Lots of laughs. Andy Garcia is as funny as he is sexy. (laughs) And uh, written and directed by Andrew Davis. So clearly like a passion project for him. Unfortunately, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, $35 million budget, made 3.1 back at the oh. box office so um oh no yeah and it's and it's also kind of lost it's so there's um the dvd has been out of print for well over a decade and so it's a hard one to find it smells like it's up the academy Academy's so We might have to watch the for science uh, for
1: science's sake
0: but you know great career for him but you know he did a lot of like he, he's kind of specialized in tough guy action movies did two with Seagal code of silence with Chuck Norris um, movie called the package with Gene Hackman chain reaction with Keanu Reeves collateral damage with Arnold Collateral damage <laughs> 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 it was Arnold selling that in the press to I do this movie called collateral damage
2: <laughs>
0: but um, oh the fugitive is a great movie and I, I do want to review it I uh, re- rewatch it um so, But this time around, Dr. Richard Kimball, originally played by Harris Ford, is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. It is now centered on United States Deputy Marshal Sam Gerard, played by Academy, reprising his Academy Award winning part, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, in this movie. We should mention, directed by Stuart Baird, who um, many people know as a editor extraordinaire of action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we could just go down the line here with a handful here. Superman. Lethal Weapon, Tango and Cash, Lethal Weapon 2, Die Hard 2, Last Boy Scout, Demolition Man, Executive Decision, um, Casino Royale, The the Skyfall. Wow. I, I mean, like, to this day, continues to work. And he also directed Executive Decision and Star Trek Nemesis. He, uh, you know, kind of a, for true action movie heads, a key hero of the era. Um, and... This one is um, competently done. You know, it's a handsome, big budgeted movie.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, not like, yeah, it's not a, it doesn't uh, feel amateurish.
0: Yes. So uh, written by Roy Huggins and John Pogue, starring Tommy Lee Jones, Wesley Snipes, Robert Downey Jr. of One Night Stand fame, um, Joe Pantoliano, the rest of the guys, we'll get into them, that are on uh, TLJ's team, Irene Cobb as um uh wesley's girlfriend marie um
1: inexplicably
0: and, and uh tracy Letts in the mix is one of the podunk sheriffs
1: oh man those sheriffs just what a what a bunch yeah
0: of yeah them making the sheriff their founding father the sheriff from uh passenger 57 proud
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah they're they're definitely all his like scions there
0: yeah yeah so this one um Cost 45 million dollars to produce it made 102.4 at the box office did not not fugitive level success though um, mm-hmm. at, you know it kind of and uh, i guess uh, this this was another movie to run into titanic was another issue with it because mm. titanic was still in full effect at this yeah. time
2: yeah, yeah.
0: um 27 percent on rotten tomatoes the consensus states a uh, wrote albeit well cast. Action thriller. U.S. Marshals* suffers badly in comparison to the beloved blockbuster that preceded it. Um, Roger Ebert, here's a quote from him. We, we like quoting him. The results is unconvincing and disorganized. Yes, there are some spectacular stunts and slick special effects sequences. Yes. Jones is right on the money. And snipes make a, a sympathetic fugitive. But it's a story that has to pull the train. And its derailment is about as definitive as the train crash in the earlier film. Ooh. ooh, ooh salt ooh, in the wind, brother. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Rosenbaum, esteemed critic of the Chicago reader, wrote, Not so much a sequel, the fugitive, as a lazy spin-off that imitates only what was boring and artificially frenetic about that earlier thriller the little that kept it interesting Tommy Lee Jones Oscar winning inflections better than average direction is nowhere in evidence <laughs>
1: Oof, ironic that uh, chicago hates it cuz it's such a chicago film
0: hey uh, someone say uh, character yo yeah
1: the, character. you know yep.
0: look on look on chicago's imdb you'll see oh, wow. in 1998 uh, us marshals
1: <laughs> i love it when the city of chicago goes Gerard, they're going that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's like, get on the truck or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> the city. Yeah. It, so, the uh, basic plot line to this, and it is very convoluted. So, I'm going to try to keep this as basic as possible. Hard to um, pay attention. Wesley Snipes, our man of the hour, plays Mark J. Sheridan, Mark Roberts, Mark Warren. Pick, pick the moment. Yeah. And um, so, it starts off, he, he's driving a tow truck. Seems like a regular kind of guy. Every this uh, this, <laughs> this, this, this like, cookie cutter Wall Street dude drops his cigar yeah, know. in his lap, runs Snipes off the road. Snipes gets in a car accident. Uh, spectacular. I love seeing a tow truck carrying another car flip. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Snipes has to go to the hospital. He's hurt. Uh, they discover a gun mm. in Snipes' uh, tow truck, which at first I was like, that doesn't seem too out of the ordinary.
1: Yeah, I would if I was a tow truck driver in any major city, I would probably I mean, you have consider
0: like the kind of the policies on that sort of things at least. I don't know. I mean like
1: Yeah, that that's depending normal. on where you're
0: getting sent and you know what kind of cars you're if you're doing like repo kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, you're probably dealing with a lot of a rate dudes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the you know, it's out there chance for some real psychos. Um Meanwhile, um, Tommy Lee Jones and his team are doing a bust to some giant rednecks in Chicago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they all are wearing fun costumes and disguise in the area. Tommy Lee Jones, of course, is dressed as a chicken, handing out free samples of something. And then he pulls a gun and takes off the hat and kicks off the shoes in a really dramatic fashion and beats and busts some heads, yeah, while doing so. And we get to meet his um. His fun team.
1: Yeah, his like um, his, his uh the, the persona.
0: And these 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 are all returning vets from the fugitive, along with him, his entire team. But you get to meet guys like uh, Joe Pantoliano's deputy U.S. Marshal Cosmo Renfro, great name, got to mm-hmm. give him that.
1: That's a Daniel
0: name. Roebuck's deputy U.S. Marshal Bobby Biggs. Um, Tom Wood, Deputy U.S. Marshal Noah Newman, who might as well have fucking Target on his back. <laughs> yeah,
1: this fucker's dead. Also- the, kid,
0: the kid who they're like showing how the ropes. It's like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, LaTanya, ja- Latanya Jackson, uh, or Richardson, pardon me, as Deputy U.S. Marshal Savannah Cooper, and Kate Nelligan, U.S. Marshal Catherine Walsh, who uh, pulling kind of a disclosure. On Tommy Lee Jones telling him how much she loves him. <laughs> mm. Um, and yeah, so they they take care of business there. But then um Mark, we'll just call him Mark for the moment. Yeah, um, he gets arrested. Wait a second, mm. Mm. he's being accused of a double murder in Washington, DC. But he, wait a second, I'm a tow truck driver in Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, being interviewed by a guy
1: who looks like the late, disgraced uh, former Senator Dennis Astor. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Just a big, Um,
0: the only And the only friend um, Mark has, of course, is his artist-slash-Starbucks barista-slash-Swiss immigrant, Marie, played by the lovely and amazing Irene Yakov, really slumming it here, Uh, but probably trying to make a... Take a step into Hollywood type pictures. Not, uh, not, not she, look, she looks great with Wesley Snipes. I can yeah, no. her that. But Stunning. Um,
1: uh and it's like, and after this movie, I was like, I've never seen, I don't know this actress. She's interesting. I'm gonna watch Double Life of Veronique. Uh watch it for the first time. And I was then the whole I was like, oh, this poor person
0: went from like, this so to this. So the first time I saw Double Life of Veronique, I said that her performance in her entire like spirit was proof of god (laughs) (laughs) i said said that about 15 years ago when i first saw that movie i called a friend i'm like she's proof of god
1: yeah and so (laughs) there's no proof of god the u.s marshals that's i know because i I saw her
0: in. i saw that I, i saw her walking in like is that my beloved Veronique?
1: <laughs> like, is that
0: Veronique?
1: <laughs> who I love so much. <laughs> like, She's about to like go into a, a like, soprano a t- uh, falsetto song. <laughs>
0: and I'm like, and audience, I don't believe this, but I'm just um, my first I was like, oh no, is she the girl in this movie? <laughs> like, uh, because that's what these movies have. I'm not saying my personal opinion. Like, I would not, yeah. I would not portray it like that. No, but no, um, no, no,
1: no. But it's like, uh, but
0: she is. She's the she 100 is, and which, which sucks. You've got this like generational talent and beauty of French cinema,
1: <laughs>
0: playing Leslie Snipes' <name, laughs> Starbucks barista girlfriend in this movie.
1: She was in the Three Colors trilogy. Oh, she's in the Three Colors. She's in red, <laughs> and she's offering you a macchiato. I know. <laughs>
0: this, is there, this is proof that there's no god. Wait, wait a second, is that Dennis Leary? <laughs> Dennis Leary walks in. Hey, whatever happened to having American babes working at Starbucks? Now we're getting French babes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, whatever happened to French babes uh, having a uh, doppelganger in a different country?
0: I'm used to seeing you at the Cannes Film Festival, <laughs> not the Razzies. <laughs> 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 yeah, Dennis Leary's a real cinephile. <laughs>
1: Yeah, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be starring in an Agnieszka Holland film? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce her name. Sorry, whoever that.
0: Don't you feel that the terrors of World War II are more authentic from a European point of view of filmmakers, <laughs> <the> cultural history? <laughs> on, on Dennis Miller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay so speaking of dennis miller so snipes um oh you know okay we're not there yet um so snipes is arrested he's gonna be transported out of chicago on the way to new york i believe it doesn't really matter because he's in a plane (laughs) this is so he gets a dirty look from another prisoner on the plane it's very strange moment takes Mm -hmm. like two hours to explain yeah, itself yeah <laughs> um and then the guy asked to go use the bathroom and i was this is probably the most curious i was about how bathrooms are run on prison like con air style airplanes mm-hmm. and apparently no doors <laughs> you just kind of sit in the can with like yep. a little wall up to your up to your nips <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm surprised there's a wall <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think i think it's a little surprising they do someone when we take a shit in front of everybody, like put the toilet right in the center of the.
1: Thing. You should just have
0: to. It's like you're gonna hold it, or you go. You want to? Do you want to really do that? Do you want to yeah. sit there? We will throw stuff at you. You're gonna be mocked.
1: Yeah, you're gonna be in jail. You're gonna be known as the shit guy. You're gonna be roasted for this. Trust me. Yeah, that is the worst that will happen to you.
0: The worst thing that happens in jail, in jail is light ribbing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> gentle, ribbing. gentle
0: ribbing. It's going to hurt your feelings because you're going to be like, it's all friendly fun. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to say we're all friends. We're all friends here. We're
1: like the U.S. Marshals. It's great. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, and then we forgot the U.S. Marshals did do a, like, a celebration at the bar where basically Tommy Lee Jones just told everyone they sucked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <it's
1: just> like,
0: <laughs> like, Didn't we win, Tommy? No, no, you
1: didn't win yeah
0: fuck you by the way i hate you
1: yeah all of you suck
0: (laughs) but i love you and i would definitely kill
1: you (laughs) i would yeah i would kill someone i
0: will murder for you um but uh so the guy goes to the bathroom and he opens up the um toilet paper holder and it's very cool they've put like like a pop gun that he uh, that collapsible and he puts it back together again in the toilet paper roll holder which is mm-hmm. kind of exciting, and he comes up and he immediately tries to get Wesley Snipes, but earlier Wesley Snipes stole a piece of th- <laughs> that copy that looked like Dennis Hassard. Um, his glasses frames. Oh, yeah. So he'd already been picking the lock on his cuffs. Oh, and we should also mention Sam Gerard is inexplicably also on this plane.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so the guy tries to attack Snipes, but Snipes is already half unlocked, they get to do a battle the guy shoots out the window on accident plane opens up and much like malcolm jamal warner in drop zone (laughs) he gets sucked right out of a plane Uh, and the plane goes up oh it's like they try and land it on a freeway it goes off a cliff rolls down the cliff and ends up into an icy lake that and starts sinking it's pretty spectacular well, think a, the money well spent. It looks yeah,
2: good.
1: It's a cool moment. That is like a fun moment. Uh, oh, yeah. We also forgot to mention the part where like Tommy Lee Jones, like there's a guy doing a crossword and he's like seven word letters across. Is it banana? And then Tommy Lee Jones is like, actually, it's bananas. Like,
0: yeah, it's this plural. Is, you bitch. You, dumb, <laughs> but it's you like, dumb bitch.
1: It's like this is such a stupid thing to lord over someone. Fuck you, Tommy. I don't yeah. know.
0: It was, yeah, he's like I think like again like in small doses in the fugitive and then having harrison ford as a very sympathetic guy who you want to find the truth um it worked yeah but like as like the guy we're supposed to be like oh we love this guy it's like yeah i mean he's like like we were joking he's basically house on the show house except it's crime
1: yeah (laughs) and it's like you can only uh i don't know i don't know continue continue
0: yeah this feels like a tv show yeah, you are. It feels like a, right. It feels like it could have been. It should have just been a TV show with like a fugitive of the week. And I
1: think it have um, been, could have been fun.
0: Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So um, S- Jones discovers Snipes has unlocked himself, but they're in the process of trying to save everyone on board of the plane. So Jones doesn't really. He just kind of like assumes Wesley's trust. Right. And, and Wesley seems like a good guy because he's trying to help out in um, getting people unlocked and mm-hmm. stuff like that
2: yeah.
0: and um, so they do it and of course though um, Snipes escapes into the into the woods and folks we got ourselves a fugitive style manhunt now get the mm-hmm. team together but the yep. team this time around also includes, Somebody from a different unit, DSS Special Agent John Royce, played by Robert Downey Jr. <sighs> much like Alan Alda in Murder at 1600. <laughs> much like Harvey Keitel in Rising Sun. <laughs> uh, much like, spoiler alert, Michael Bean and Ann Archer in our next movie. Yeah. Um, uh, the writing's on the wall. We might have a turncoat here. Yeah, much,
1: much like Norman Reedus in Blade <laughs>
0: much 2. Like in Blade <laughs> two. Yes. That, uh, or even if you really want to stretch it out, either of Woody Harrelson's characters in Money Train or Whiteman Can't Jump. Yeah. Or um, his friend in Sugar Hill. Oh, yeah. Or his friend. In New Jack City, yeah. it's not a lot of good friends. Or Ice Tea
1: in New Jack City.
0: <laughs> um, or Spike Lee in Jungle Fever. Yes. Does Wesley Snipes have anyone in this world that he can trust? No, no, that's <laughs> not. No no. No, 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 no. Are almost all of these instances pretty telegraphed and unsurprising as a viewer? Yes, yes, they are. Um. Robert Downey's we- he's, he's a sharp-dressed guy with a fancy gun that Tommy Lee Jones immediately kind of um, emasculates him for. Yeah. And they go on the hunt. Um, and it turns out, so my biggest issue with this movie, and I think other critics did too, is it's, so basically Snipes is not just like a regular guy at all. Mm-hmm. He is not, somehow he is a tow truck driver, but he's also, um, special... Of course, he's also special forces, like, operative. (laughs) And um, he's being framed. But he did kill these two guys, but it was in (sighs) self-defense. Which removes the humanist quality of the original fugitive. To put yourself in the shoes of Harrison Ford, and what would you do to kind of, like, exonerate yourself and find the truth? This, it just turns into... (laughs) Outside of trusting the wrong people occasionally, Wesley Snipes just being kind of an unstoppable, like badass.
1: Yeah, who can, like, kind of take care of himself for the most part.
0: And uh, two movies also where he completely lacks vulnerability uh, in any way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> it,
0: yeah. And so it's just, it doesn't make. I guess, and it might be because we've watched so many of these in a row. I don't care anymore about whatever the truth he's trying to uncover is I, I don't do. care yeah,
1: it's but, like yeah. it's gonna like all, at this point I just I know it's gonna be vaguely xenophobic. that's like the- <laughs> what's well, always it's cut it's been the Chinese and like four of them. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, either the Chinese or if not the Chinese, it's the Japanese. It's just like a weird, vaguely anti-Asian.
0: Section. Yeah, except for he's also like totally obsessed with Eastern culture and wants to like co-opt it for himself. Yeah, being a lot of his characters too. It's so weird. <sighs> yeah, it's weird. Um, and then yeah, and Jones is kind of Downey and Jones and the rest of their guys are globe are traveling all over the place. There's this. There's some pretty good action stuff in it. I mean, it was in the trailer, but culminates in this stunt where Snipes jumps off of a building on a bungee cord and lands on a subway that's going by. It's pretty cool. That's <laughs> it's a good good admittedly, that's a good it's moment. pretty cool. Um, and there's a great fight between Jones and Snipes in this like ship grain silo.
2: Yeah, type thing, which is I really love cool. that
0: um yeah there's some like really cool like action ideas but you yeah. just like it's really hard to kind of get invested in yeah. this story
1: uh there's a really funny moment where uh wesley snipes is straight up wearing a cat williams wig like it looks like he has cat williams hair and then he's like uh, questioning a former associate by pointing a gun at his ball. It's really so, funny. I mean, details. I think that if
0: uh, our tournament was about disguises, this week's two movies would oh. definitely be in the tournament.
1: Oh my God. Between the Cat Williams wig uh, like, I, <laughs> and, the, and the silver Dashiki.
0: Yeah, in uh, Art war. of War. Oh,
1: I saw that and I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> I love yeah. the silver
0: I mean, Dashiki. Yeah. He, 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 it's impossible maybe a little bit less, but in *Art of War*, I mean, he is like just cool dude alert all yeah. the way through. <laughs> like, oh a, man, he's an unstoppable, cool dude in that movie.
1: There's, there's also a great mo- moment in this, uh, in *Us Marshals* disguise wise, where they're going door to door. I think it's like Newman and uh, Royce. They're going to door to door, like kind of like asking people if they've seen, uh, Mark, and they have a picture of him with like you know bald. And then like people will be like, "No, I don't, I haven't seen him." But then they show this is the same picture of the same guy, but he's just wearing a fucking hat, like he's just wearing the fish and it's like, are these motherfuckers? these are like motherfuckers that would be confused by like the Clark Kent superman like yeah this, it's like this is like I don't know, I don't, I mean maybe that hat is enough to take people like off your tail, I'm not sure what? but but yeah, I mean, it's just um
0: everything <laughs> about this movie's like it's certainly from an action directing kind of stunts point of view mm-hmm. really competently put together yeah um i think just like the level of investment and kind of the we've seen this before mm-hmm. quality just is totally there and then um sam gerard is a difficult guy as your main pro- protagonist
1: yes um, and, yeah and like you know and I'll be honest uh listeners I I had like the worst food poisoning I've ever had past <laughs> my life the past week like I was like straight up dying and so I had like a week where like could barely hold down rice and like crackers like uh it was just not feeling good and so then I think like just having that week and then like that combined with like yeah this is just so samey
0: oh it's also we should mention 131 minutes long which you kind of feel (laughs) yeah all that all the way through I mean I think like Tommy Lee Jones and Robert Downey are just too at this point in their careers too interesting for it to be a total wash
1: yeah it's not the worst like I could see like a world where it's like a rainy Sunday and I'm at like my parents house and they have cable and Mm -hmm. like like this is just on, and I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm just gonna like watch this and like laugh, like veg. And
0: I think I I really think it's drop zone, boiling point, rising sun, U.S. Marshals, murder oh, yeah. at sixteen hundred. Things are starting to
1: yeah starting to really turn into a gray goo like yeah yeah (laughs) it's really starting to turn a meld into one blob uh except like drop zone is like so fun
0: like that yeah
1: this doesn't have like if this movie had like a little more fun like
0: i think i I think the sub the skydiving subculture is what makes drop zone like fun because it's like a cool specific
1: Mm-hmm. exactly and it's like and, and then like the locale like the, the swamp world they're in
0: yeah like yeah they t- chose a cool place to set it all in they got a bunch of weirdos and fun actors
1: they should have like yeah, yeah. they should have embraced chicago and or new york more like there should have been a little more like uh, I think, like, that's, like, the thing that this is missing, is it just, it doesn't have that thing that, like, makes it, like, that pops, that allows it to pop and set, uh, differentiate itself from...
0: Well, I think that it's lagging, like, fun. Yes! And I think, um, because the Fugitive was, like, surprising because I, you know, they took it, everything, real serious. Like, it was an adult thriller mm-hmm. that, you know, that I think that they are trying for some level of that here, but, um, I mean, you have to really hand it to Andrew Davis and kind of that career peak artistry that he put together in making a really good Hollywood movie like mm-hmm. to get back to it before movies were good this was actually a good this is how you made a really good blockbuster in 1983 and I think I mean I bet Tommy Lee Jones I was surprised he didn't have a producer credit on there maybe he does I didn't see one. Um, because it did right. feel like I'm going to, this is my cash it in kind of card. And I'm going to like take this guy and see if I can't make a uh, franchise yeah. out of him.
1: Gotcha, but, yeah, gotcha.
0: Yeah, I don't think like, what's tough too, because he's like a hard ass. So, but you got to kind of soften him a little bit. But that does that betray the character?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like right. even at the end where he's like, she's like, go be nice to them. And he's like, Okay.
1: Maybe, I think maybe like it, the fact that, like, like, we never see his family. We never see, like, he doesn't really have an, in, in a, in a, in a life outside of his work. Yeah. And that's never, and that's fine to a certain degree, but then you have to make that, I think you need to like address that to something. But extent. I think
0: that that makes it for an interesting thing when he is the, when he's chasing Harrison Ford. But you're kind of with Harrison Ford for, we're going from Harrison Ford's point of view. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, if they had put this from Snipes' point of view.
1: That's what they probably should have done.
0: Yeah. And, but then again, like, (sighs) make him the tow truck driver who's, like, a patsy. Like, you can figure out a way to make this, like, normal guy a patsy.
1: Exactly. Like, or have it, like, yeah. Or, like, there's a way to like do it or like have them confuse him with this special agent or something. Yeah, because like yeah, it's like it it just it totally you lose the suspense when suddenly he's Rambo. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, he's totally competent and
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, because like that was like one thing about like the fugitive as well, is like Harrison Ford was it? He was like a doc, he was a good doctor. So yeah. like So, which meant he was smart, but he had no like combat experience or anything like that. But he could kind of like figure things out, or like that was what made him like you know when his back's up against the wall, all the more exciting. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I think the problem too is that that's such a one of a kind movie, and it's like to take that and turn it into a franchise. That's a difficult task. That's a really yeah, it's really hard. I think it yeah. works better.
0: I think this works better as a TV show. I hate to say yeah. it because it's like I'm with you because you could like in an hour long increment of this asshole, but he's like man, he's good at this, and you could build out that backstory
1: mm-hmm.
0: as the show went on and give mm-hmm. him like a full like life and you know that kind of thing. Definitely. And I, yeah, I just think like, and I I'm just <sighs> I can see why people got tired of it. These movies, <laughs> in a way, like because I,
1: yeah,
0: in a way, because it's just like, man, again.
1: Well, it's the Marvel like, thing I, too, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like just trying to find some like new twist beyond. He's a government super agent who's the government. Bureaucrat or some government bureaucrat has turned their back on him because they're making dirty deals or want or want to start World War Three. You yeah. know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a cool thing to want to start.
0: I know. Yeah. And yeah. What great. We've agree. met. That's we've, we've, met the, we've met that person quite a few times. In this. And then you know. Oh, we should mention, of course, Noah Newman in the yeah. big turn sequence gets killed by robert downey jr spoiler <laughs> but um and it's kind of re- when it's revealed that robert downey's a total psycho mm-hmm. too oh
1: yeah so, killed in like an old uh, folks home.
0: yeah but a yuppie psycho basically yep. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah I i you know i mean i could see why downey took it it you know gets a little action stuff but he gets to kind of get a little meat just the bad guy reveal yeah.
1: no totally uh, you know, I guess like it's like you wish that you got like a just like a little there's a lot of stuff this movie's juggling. There's like Yeah. Yeah, there's like three or four like
0: Well there's the manhunt storyline and then there's the government turncoat kind of mm-hmm. espionage storyline. You yeah, know, kinda we've seen this before. You only need one of them folks.
1: Yep. Head <laughs> on a hat. You don't, need, yeah. you don't
0: need two hats. I mean the fugitive was very simple, an innocent man is on the run he's both trying to find dangerous people who killed his wife and yeah. he's being chased by a dogged perhaps lunatic <laughs> US marshal <laughs> who won't stop until he gets him who is a you, you could tell he's like morally a sound man but he's a lunatic about his job so he's not going to stop until he gets Harrison Ford you know and Jones brings the same intensity here but now he's the the ostensible protagonist and it's just kind of this weird convoluted yeah you know and I just don't know if Wesley Snipes gets it he's fine in this movie but I don't think he gets enough like certainly doesn't get to have Wesley Snipes fun like I almost wanted more scenes with him and Marie just to see him lighten up a bit
1: yeah, like they uh, more like, yeah, like just something that would humanize the character a little bit or at least give uh, add a little levity to his performance. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just a very, it's just a textbook uh, dour snipes.
0: Yeah, uh, which we've kind of made clear we're not, that's kind of our, one of our least favorite forms of snipes on the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, but yeah, I, I, I the other thing I was just thinking too is like with the fugitive and what you said, it's kind of like, one-of-a-kind kind kind of thing it is like when you're taking something that's based on a a 60s tv show and you make it into a best picture nominated movie the only other recent movie i can think about that kind of had that effect didn't get nominated for best picture and of course you know there's kind of landmines that surround it now but is uh, the original pirates of the caribbean I would say you put in that pool of like, oh, I can't believe this is actually good. (laughs) Yeah, no,
1: totally. (laughs) This is
0: a sharp, well put together movie. I cannot believe. And it's based on a damn ride.
1: Yeah. Based on a fucking, yeah, Yeah. which is a fun ride. I love that ride.
0: I love it too. Yeah. yeah,
1: Great, great time. Like good, good to get out of the sun and just hang out with those weird pirates. Yeah. It's Uh, very,
0: it's a, you know, it's like a air conditioner at Disney. It's pretty nice. Yeah, TNT knows drama. They definitely know U.S. Marshals <laughs>
1: and, um, for sure. Yeah, this is yeah. No, uh, this is like TNT is like the fitting resting place. For it's this
0: kind film. of a, it's definitely like a. Um, your dad probably likes this movie because yeah. it, is, it is literally about a guy his age, um, <laughs> kick, kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, that's... Tommy Lee gets like three shirts off scenes. In this movie and he like I I saw his arms. I was like, Tommy, like I think he was aware he was getting these shirts off (laughs) scenes. And he was like, I'm gonna show him some old man strength. Oh yeah. But uh yeah, it's it's too long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's some nice action in it. The the plane crash scene is pretty exciting. Um eh, but overall it's pretty middle of the back. Yeah um and definitely not a bracket picture
1: no not a bracket film.
0: on the other hand maybe uh, the next one is maybe of course we're talking <laughs> about 2000s action spy drama the art of war directed by christian dugay, dugay i'm not I, i'm sorry christian um i'm not entirely certain uh screenplay by wayne beach and simon berry from a story by wayne beach um this film stars Wesley Snipes as. <laughs> um, the, the, did you know that the calls the call letters for his agency are SAD, <laughs> so he's <laughs> sad agent Meal <Neil> Shaw. <laughs> oh,
1: <sad>. <laughs> Shaw. Oh, sad Time to go to work. Boo-hoo.
0: We got um, <laughs> Donald Sutherland in the mix. Nice to see him as always. Yeah. Um, perhaps the. Um, Perhaps my favorite moment in the entire week: Maury Chaykin as FBI agent Frank Capella. Oh. A, um, oh, we'll get into it, but I, but, spoiler: I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, he He's the yeah, he, he is the he is yeah. the he is the uh, he is the, uh, the diamond of the rough. If yeah. you will. <laughs> he is my he is my um, anchor. <laughs> Ann Archer as Eleanor Hooks. Uh, Marie Matico i've never heard of before as julia fang who both jen and i did stop to look up because we're like she seems interesting how come we haven't seen her in more things um michael bean uh academy academy all-star uh for many movies we've seen um as sad agent robert bly with earrings and a cigarette problem and maybe more problems dude
1: dude, Um, dude looks like he's an extra in a dandy warhol's music video yeah
0: uh (laughs) rising suns Kara Hiroki Tagawa returns oh. as uh, the Donald Trump of China, David Chan, <laughs> and uh, God-tier actor James Hong shows up as Ambassador Wu as well. Um, the Art of War was budgeted at sixty million dollars. Sixty million dollars, folks. Released August twenty-fifth of the year two thousand. Really? It made forty point four at the box office, which coming in number two to bring it on in its opening weekend
1: i just want to be this was more expensive than u.s marshals
0: yeah there's a lot of stuff i mean i don't think that there are any expenses spared in this movie this movie look was like stunningly like flashy and big for what it was that's true Uh, that's true um, that's fair 16 percent on rotten tomatoes Uh oh site's consensus says excessively noisy and overly reliant on genre cliches, The Art of War* wastes its star's charisma on a ridiculous convoluted pot and poorly edited action sequences. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Holden of the New York Times called it ludicrous, impenetrable, and (laughs) headache-inducing. Of course, um, there was a directed DVD sequel released August of 2008, simply called The Art of War II, Betrayal. Um, in the sequel agent neil shaw is called out of retirement as a hollywood film consultant by the murder of his longtime martial arts mentor brood mother okay wrap wrap your head around that (laughs) and then uh there was a third one called the art of war three retribution that wesley Snipes had nothing to do with (laughs) so um You probably guess the story here so i was thinking this was his attempt at a james bond Mm. this is kind of so it's a spy thriller about uh neil shaw who might be wesley's most awesome man yet (laughs) um (laughs) uh, master of disguise martial arts espionage you name it he's awesome at it we meet him at a chinese new year party for western new year
2: yeah, wrap,
0: wrap your head around that.
2: Um, like, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, held by Chinese business mogul David Chan. Um, so, somehow, though, this has nothing to do with China. It's about a conflict between North and South Korea.
1: Yeah, in- inevitably, the North Korean defense minister is like is a like-
0: key is a key factor. In this, yeah, um, what
1: is he at his party?
0: <laughs> Wesley Snipes is inside, outside the van. Classic, classic spy movie trope. The the team in the van,
2: oh
0: yeah, uh, is uh, Ann Archer and um, Michael Bean. Uh, we should note there's also sad agent Jenna Novak, who seem who is told we're told later is a key part of the team, but is not a part of this operation. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, get to know her well. Um basically they steal some, they get some data, but Snipes fights his way out, has to fight his way out of the party in a very cool catwalk martial arts sequence. And um he's he's he jumps off the building with a parachute, he's shot on the way down, and we cut to six months later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As he's getting like it's so funny because it's like he solves this, like you know, he they they figure out this problem, he uh uh, goes down on this parachute. I think he, like, like... Doesn't he, like, jump on a Chinese dragon or something like that? There's something involved. So him. Ann
0: Archer, like, slams the tail of the Chinese dragon in the back of the van. Yeah. So he lands on the Chinese <laughs> dragon, and then the van drives away, and he's just kind of hanging onto the head of the dragon <laughs> and as it's getting pulled down the street.
1: And then it's immediately fade to six months later.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... And then, um... <laughs> So all sorts of stuffs going on, but we should really make it clear Wesley Snipes is in recovery and he's playing one on one basketball with Michael Bean. Oh, cool just... two cool guys! Two cool guys. Michael Bean knocks Wesley down in like in a terrible fall, <laughs> it opens up Wesley's wound that still hasn't healed after six months. Um, yeah. And M- Michael Bean makes a big point of that he needs to get stitches. More on that later. Mm. Meanwhile, FBI agent Frank Capella, who is introduced. One of my favorite character introductions we've had in a long time, he pours some sugar into his coffee and he's stirring it with his finger to get the sugar in. And his young partner goes, isn't that hot? And Maury Chaikin as FBI agent Frank Capella goes, yeah. And then walks (laughs) away. (laughs) you're like, man, this is an interesting guy. (laughs) I
1: want to know more about this man.
0: So it turns out he's like the Stephen Wright of F- the FBI. He's kind of dry-witted and kind of slow, but... <laughs> 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 but he's, he's a good cop. Yeah, you know, he's he's sort of good like out. our...
1: I feel like he's kind of like the o- audience surrogate to he's, all the insanity.
0: Yeah, and no, it says that he's semi-invested in all of it, but not really.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: kind of there. It's probably gonna work out, yeah. Uh, you know, he's obviously. really...
1: He's a great... I love Marty Chase. He's like... I think he's kind of like the uh Canadian like I'm trying to think of like a character actor like he's like whenever it's like whenever you need kind of like a surly character actor uh-huh. that's kind of like the Canadian guy you go to It's Mari Jenkins because he's like a he's he's big and he's um he's an owning Mahoney. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really good in that as a bookie. But uh he just like yeah he's just one of those guys that has like a lot of character.
0: He's always good. You'll recognize him when you see him. Yeah but uh,
1: he, it's he's a good like oh yeah this is definitely being filmed in like vancouver right now yeah
0: guys. <laughs> and he's but he's like he's a very he's a very fun actor and he's the only one who kind of realizes how dumb
2: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> everything is so he's just gonna have kind of a good time <laughs> i do and make some weird choices which we always support here at the academy academy is like when in doubt make a weird choice you know be parker posey in blade trinity <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Be Donald Logue in Blade One. (laughs) Be Al Pacino in anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So he discovers a shipping container full of dead Vietnamese refugees. Very bleak. Yeah. Just moment. Dark moment. (sighs) I'm still not entirely clear what they have to do with. Uh, all these countries i'm trying to explain this my head's spinning it's, so yeah it's hard um but it does get to this part where they're at this next operation they're greeting the ambassador of um of china's china ambassador wu played by james hong there's an assassination james hong gets like three lines and he gets blasted in the head unceremonious unceremoniously they try and figure out what's going on um Shaw's teammate sad agent Robert Bly played by Michael Bean gets in the chase with the bad guy and over the radio yells I have been hit we never see the body Mm -hmm. much like fancy Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) showing up in US Marshals and joining the team inexplicably (laughs)
2: like
0: (laughs) so something's up with Michael Bean (laughs) Yeah. yeah Wesley would have run into his body. We would have seen him get shot. This is a very violent movie. Um, like,
1: yeah, this is, yeah, something, something's fishy here.
0: So, but Wesley's arrested for all of it by Agent Capella. They're taking Wesley away in the van in the middle of a prison transfer, though. Triad members show up mm. and grab Do they grab Wesley Snipes? Well, they, yeah, they, Shaw's captured. Yeah, because he does that cool scene in the truck later on where he gets a Yeah. Yes. All right. And they shoot Maury Chaykin. And I was so crestfallen. Same. This moment, because I was like, "You're gonna kill James Hong, and then you're gonna kill Mori Jakin. Your bench, you're emptying the end. Michael Bean, you're yeah. emptying the bench here, man. We need these people.
1: And Archer cannot hold this movie on her own. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those are, her, sh-
0: her shoulders are strong, but not that strong. <laughs> but fortunately, Maury Jenkins wearing the bulletproof vest. Whoo, big relief yeah, for, from good. the audience there. Yes, and wesley ends up in a world of espionage um this time around the girl is julia fang um marie matiko i liked her. i thought she was really i thought she was um charismatic and really cute and popped off the screen yeah
1: she's a great yeah you know i do fun actor
0: i don't know why um we haven't seen more of her over the years in other 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 films,
1: yeah, it's like a weird. This movie feels like a weird product Like it feels like there's like a like the director's French. There's like this like this movie has like a Luke Masson energy.
0: Yes, it does. Good call. Yeah, good call. Yeah,
1: like it feels like yeah. So it feels like I don't know. something it's a, the production. Of this that?
0: Movie uh, is Olivier Megaton dr- yeah. could have directed this one, or oh, uh, Louis usually. Louis Letter. Yeah, usually. that 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 crew yeah whoever um, directed
1: district uh
0: was a b13 like yeah yeah but it's a um it's super super flashy we should also note that the opening credit sequence is like utterly like the most 1999 2000 style font and like like slamming electronica music and digital tech like oh and uh, the fear of y2k is all over this movie as well um But basically, uh, as usual, Neil Shaw has been betrayed by his, you know, or maybe betrayed, but he doesn't know yet. He's got to figure it out. He's on the run. The only person he can trust is a pretty lady who's kind of there to help him. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And he goes deeper, deeper into the underworld of basically like he's dealing with the triad. He's dealing with the United Nations. He's dealing with Chinese businessmen and um fortunately he's awesome at everything uh he quotes the um you know perhaps was studying up on it in passenger 57 but he he quotes the art of war liberally (laughs) in a totally cool way it could be this could be the same guy this could be yes yes it could be he's like back in the um john cutter is back i mean neil shaw john cutter Yeah. Mark. Whatever. Mark, Mark Sherman or Sanders or whatever the hell his Sh- name Sherman is. Sherman
1: Oaks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mark. Mark Pacific Palisades. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Van
1: Nice. <Nuys>.
0: Yeah. Mark <laughs> Glendale. Yeah, Mark Glendale. Mark. I can't believe he did. Mark Burbank actually does sound like it could have been one of his names. Oh, totally, Mark. Anyway. Oh, yep. Los Angeles suburbs aside. Um, (laughs) mark la crescenta that's where uh, that's where i live (laughs) Ah. but uh anyway it's too convoluted for me to try and explain what's going on
1: something about like uh i don't know i'm not gonna try either so
0: basically donald sutherland who take alan alda's befuddled character before he becomes evil warmonger Mm -hmm. and murder and just leave him as an old befuddled guy (laughs) That's where you get with Donald Sutherland's character in this movie. (laughs) And uh, he's UN Secretary General Douglas Thomas. He's just trying to keep the peace, baby. And Mm -hmm. so he's trying to broker some sort of peace agreement. But basically, you know, spoiler here, we find out is that his number two Anne Archer, Eleanor Hooks, does not want peace. She wants war, baby. She wants to start this conflict because it's some crazed right-wing bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so she does not want this agreement to go down. So they're killing the ambassador. They're blaming it on Chan. They're blaming it on Neil Shaw. But fortunately, Neil's there to like get to the damn truth. Uh, the, the other big truth, of course, is that um, <sighs> pick up basketball buddy, earring aficionado. Michael Bean is a raving psycho yeah. who is still alive and is now being tasked with killing Wesley Snipes. He's
1: basically just turned into Vernon Wells in Commando.
0: Yes, yeah. Oh my! <laughs> what a what a great comp. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill you, John. I'm gonna fuck you. What? <laughs> you, you need to calm down, dude. So you you uh, kind of dressed like a chubby or Freddie Mercury.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how Vernon ever thought, yeah, you're looking like
0: <laughs> You're not cool. You're not cool, and you're yeah. not a challenge for John Matrix at <laughs> not, all. Not
1: at all. A guy yeah. didn't, just, the name John Matrix alone should scare you. <laughs> yes, it would yeah, scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. like,
0: he seems like a sweet guy feeding deer with his daughter, Alyssa Milano, but he's like a bad dude. <laughs> yeah, no, he's
1: like, yeah, he is just cutting through people like cordwood man you need to get out of there
0: now, get know? out of here you and yeah. have to die i need to run
1: if anything that chainmail shirt you're wearing is like
0: cumbersome yeah and not <laughs> and
1: not cool yeah not cool doesn't yeah, look like, good like when you get to that rent fair motherfucker get out well, of here it
0: doesn't i mean he's got to think about his kind of like body type it just doesn't really fit
1: <laughs> which is it's like yeah Freddie Mercury had a bad breakup.
0: (laughs) Was that Ben and Jerry's a lot?
1: (laughs) Was Ben and Jerry's a lot? (laughs) (laughs) He's like...
0: Okay. That was Uh, was the commando corner. (laughs) Yeah, we're out of the commando corner. (laughs) A movie that is stupid, but so much fun it doesn't matter
1: exactly a movie that's so great because of its stupidity
0: and it does it, not take itself seriously in the slightest terrible. and it, yeah just like yeah totally like yep this is this is what we're making and yeah take, take it or leave it
1: <laughs> like <laughs> random random uh, pilot you're with me now <laughs> i'm gonna pull up and pull my your 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 seat out of your car ah <laughs> oh, what a good what a good movie okay we gotta move on but there's some
0: move. really really slick action sequences in the art of yeah. war it's i mean it's a slick i mean obviously it's 60 million dollars it's a slick movie um mm-hmm. michael bean it's nice to see him
2: get, yeah. to
0: get, get this like scenery chewing psycho um they get a great fight at the end i did gasp at michael bean's fate i thought that was a pretty exciting how Mm. how wesley finally gets they do this like matrix sequence with silenced handguns oh yeah which is really insane because none of these people are like from the matrix or have (laughs) superpowers they're just dudes like like, (laughs) and yet they can dodge like close range handgun fire.
1: Yeah, and they can see like the the air around the bullet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like Wesley Snipes has these like
0: precog moments like from Minority Report.
1: (laughs) He can like touch walls and be like, okay,
0: this lady was... Yeah. (laughs) Because he knows the art of war because he read Sun Tzu's Art of War one time.
1: (laughs) Maybe Sun Tzu gets you into the Matrix. Maybe that's...
0: Yeah. Well, it's like the seventh level of Scientology that they won't tell you about.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he, he, he's conversing with Xenu. Yeah,
0: he's, he's entered the volcano of a, thousand, <laughs> of a million lives or whatever.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's accessing the a million, yeah. And like, yeah he's that... having
0: an orgy with aliens right now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's... It, it's. Yeah, what did that Stephen Hunter say? That's oh, Stephen Holden. Ludicrous impenetrable and headache and he's <laughs> like impenetrable though is like a pretty good yeah. way of putting it it's like that is is this
1: yeah we're <laughs> like yeah and how like that teammate like suddenly like so so this is like their UN secret agents that one teammate he's doing precog stuff to he's able to still like I guess like every so does every UN agent have a secret armory and then like a and then there's that part where like it's like he's circling all the different letters in the dog like I'm missing or missing cat yeah do you
0: remember yeah. The cat? yo yeah that's insane with that like yeah oh that's so weird do you think this is though like like a test drive for like a John Wick kind of movie I think it is like a proto a proto Wick
1: and like a and it's like a I feel like this is like a movie that was supposed to be probably like more international. Like, I think like, I see like, it's very, cause it just feels like a movie that's like they're selling snipes. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. mean,
0: but it's got a broad international cool cast, like yeah. of people with him as like a, that. Cause it's based around the United nations and all the international intrigue, like the James Bond kind of tone to it. Yeah. Um, I think that it, one thing I did want to bring up, though, it's it's, it's a, it, there's some legitimately funny parts in it. And Wesley does not get to play Morose the entire time. He's actually like. He sees Neil Shaw as more of like a cool guy who can yeah. do quip, who can do quips and stuff like that while he's doing um, doing his fights and stuff, and I prefer that.
1: Yeah, I like the part where someone's like, "Who are you?" and he's like, "I'm Eddie Murphy." And then does a weird look. Yeah, He does
0: a bad Eddie Murphy impersonation. And it's very funny.
1: <laughs> it is like it's, it's like, like... You... <laughs> something something cute about it. It is like, yeah, it is like these guys having fun. I like it when Snipes gets to have fun. I
0: know. Yeah, like I I get bummed out when he's just like plays it too serious. I just don't know if that's his um toy his wheelhouse. Yeah. I don't know if it's many people's Total, you know, wheelhouse <laughs> in general. Like, There's not a it,
1: lot of people that can work well in that world.
0: Like, always, like, serious. Like, who's like Clint, Clint Eastwood? That's pretty much Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint. Yeah, yeah, because Clint can't do. Clint, Clint is like not funny at all unless he's like teamed with a monkey, and then yeah, that's true. That's... then true. then true hijinks can ensue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Better be an he... orangutan every which way but loose every Uh, which way but loose (laughs) but uh yeah it's they they get in this great fight at the un at the end him and bean bean gets thrown through a window and goes neck first onto some broken glass which is pretty exciting stuff (laughs) yeah but like both movies actually grimly violent yeah um but you know oh well <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is, but and then um then it has like the Dark Knight Rises ending, yeah, that, which is crazy. It, oh, that part was nuts. So they take care of business. Ann Archer gets blasted by the Triad. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, she gets <laughs> like up. They're, they're like Nakatomi from Die Hard. Her head <laughs> gets blown off straight up murder and um donaldson is like wow that was crazy i don't know what the hell happened it's too bad my friend died <laughs> like he's, hey. totally, he's an old man's in the dark <laughs>
1: like he's fucking joe, joe biden ass like <laughs> yeah, yeah, i know man just- Buttering around yeah. uh, looking for corn pop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. well, all this shit's going on.
1: Yeah. As like half of his, like, or all of his special aid, I guess, like, oh, I guess all the SAD agents are just gone. Oh, well. Man,
0: I don't even know what they were doing. I, I didn't know they were on the peril. They seemed like nice. Skilled guys. I don't know. I'd, I'd like uh, to have some, have some barbecue with them.
1: Yeah, have <laughs> yeah, some uh, vinegar style. Vinegar,
0: yeah. It yeah. <laughs> goes back to U.S. Marshals.
1: <laughs> uh, God, yeah, that.
0: Pattern. The banter.
1: The banter did suck. It sucked. It was. It made me so fucking mad because I was like, "You, Joey Pantleono, you're better than this. You have yeah, good.
0: You've bantered in other films. Yeah, I've seen in you in that
1: Run. <laughs> like you can banter."
0: Yeah, yeah, bring in the Midnight Run crew to do some punch ups on that banter. Yeah, get, get
1: somebody get Martin Brest here, stat.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, Martin Brest would have directed the shit out of U.S. Marshals. Would have oh, been yeah. fun, too.
1: Yeah, would have been seven hours long. <laughs> would have been
0: seven hours long. Tommy Lee Jones shows up with a jar of peanut butter. It's like, eating. we got ourselves a fugitive. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Williams, Wesley Snipes is
0: blind. Are you through, Wesley? I'm just getting started. (laughs) He jumps off the building as he does that. Wesley, no. That's traffic, dude. So the end of this art of war. Mm -hmm. How are they going to tie all this together? Well, here we go. Wesley Sniper's like he's walking down the street and all of a sudden he gets surrounded by the feds. Mori Shaken led. And they just blow him away. And he falls down and Mori Shaken walks up, he goes, kind of a wry look on his face. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Call the corner. And you're just like, oh, this is to kind of get him off the grid again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, cut to Gensei <laughs> It's like. The Universal Western set. No, it was the set of The Good Place. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was like, what the fuck is this supposed to be? Of, like, Italy or something? I don't know. But it's, like, it's very clearly somewhere in Burbank where they shot. Or or Universal City or whatever. Um, Mark Universal City. Um, And our friend Julia Fang, the... The gal who I thought was in a relationship with the gal who got her throat slit. I did too! And apparently just the best of friends. Good
1: friends. <laughs> Whatever. Okay.
0: Some of the best friends. Yeah. It shows you how violent this movie is when I can say the sentence, the gal who got her throat slit. <laughs> <sighs> but um, So she's having, she's having a macchiato or something like that. Yeah. A rainstorm. And then, uh-oh, wait a second. An umbrella overhead turns around it's damn Wesley Snipes he's alive he's like Batman in the Dark Knight Rises
1: <laughs> uh, I would have loved to have seen Mari Chakin at like a, a cafe across the street like not yeah, approvingly nodding yes <laughs> and he's shaky, he's doing the coffee yeah. oh yeah
0: because he's got like an Italian coffee <laughs>
1: yes
0: yes he's getting into the spirit of being an Italy yeah. He's like, I've, I haven't taken a vacation in five years.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: I've been on cases. <laughs> I've lost my mind so much. I'm stirring coffee, hot coffee with my finger.
1: finger. Ow.
0: Ow. ow. <laughs> I felt something.
1: <laughs> Finally.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, they walk off, and there's a lot of rain in this movie, too. Rain, um, maybe another character. So, mm, do true, yeah. Take out Rain's IMDb page for some, you know, uh, probably best known for like seven or Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, I think Blade Runner Rain did a pretty good job there. Yeah,
0: Rain, hell of a, that was like their dog day afternoon.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, Rain's <laughs> kind of like a John Cazale, you know, underrated.
0: Yeah, underrated. Sad,
1: yeah.
0: Sadly, it sad, lost, sad, lost rain quite young.
1: <laughs> yeah. had like this great, like, yeah, six or seven films and then just, so you know. dark. Yeah, and it was Art of War.
0: <laughs> yeah, Art of War. Oh, well. Uh. And and those goddamn bastards at the academy forgot Rain in the Immemorial that year. What the fuck? Come on, Rain. Rain was in a lot of good movies. <laughs> Rain. Yeah. Rain wasn't just a TV star.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah, Rain was on Melrose Place for three seasons, and suddenly you can't have him on the Academy.
0: <laughs> yeah, come on, you elitist pricks. Now I sound like Clint Eastwood. Really, well, the Rain Clint and the Rain obviously in the Bridges of Madison County worked mm. really well. <laughs> you know. They uh, they developed a lifelong friendship.
1: Yeah, they used to hang out at a, that ice cream place that yeah,
0: well, <laughs> that bar that he owned in Carmel by the Sea See. when he was the mayor. <laughs> are
1: heard there's like um gonna be like a film adaptation of like oh, one of their yeah. great great and it's gonna be like Stanley Tucci as Rain. I don't know mm-hmm. who they're gonna get as like Clint Eastwood. That's a hard role to cast, but you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, Clint Clint's playing himself. <laughs>
1: oh hell yeah there he's we go he's hanging
0: a d.a for
1: to d.h. and clint yeah
0: he's, he's he's walking like he's really elderly
1: yeah he's 24 in this
0: movie but he's... he's 24 he's walking like a 92 year old man yeah his voice is just a rasp they, they, do what they could he's got some real chicken arms now <laughs>
1: they of going have acted in cowboy What do you sure. say
0: we, What do you say we go to prom <laughs> <laughs> It's me, <mini>
1: rain, okay
0: <laughs> Oh,
1: So we're
0: We are now into June yeah. On the show we, We've <laughs> reached the her. six month mark We've lost our minds We've lost, lost. Mo- most of our listeners And our minds <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: nothing left
0: uh, uh, Both these movies Aggressively middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, they're not incompetent. No, they're watchable to an extent. Wesley Snipes, I think, is more fun in Art of War. They I like. I, I actually think we could have put Art of War against Passenger Fifty Seven instead of Um, Boiling Point. I'm with you, 100. I actually think that would. Or no, I guess what did we do with Boiling Point? Was versus New Jack City? I think.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: Or who's to say anymore but passenger 57 of course played drop zone which stays in the tournament
1: oh you keep drop zone in
0: but Forever. i think yeah looking at it uh boiling point oh no boiling point was against demolition man yeah let's put demolition man versus art of war
1: perfect those two fit so perfectly
0: yeah yeah we'll take it and i think um there at least would have been a conversation because i yeah. think he's kind of fun in uh art of war I
1: think, like, um, had I watched... You go first.
0: Oh, no. I think it's capturing a balance between pure action man Mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes and, like, idiosyncratic fun guy Wesley Snipes.
1: Yes. Well, and it's also... And it's like a last gasp of all of that, it feels like, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, pretty soon after this, I mean, looking at the Snipes filmography... You know, this is heading toward outside of the Blade films. Some pretty kind of years in the wilderness. We'll put it that way. Yeah. a few years in the wilderness. You know, Blade two years, Blade two, two years after this. Um, also, Undisputed two years after this. Um, Blade Trinity in two thousand four, and then up until Brooklyn's Finest in two thousand nine was out of the theaters for the most part, man. And um, fascinating because a rather quick tumble, but I mean, you know, going back to some of the bigger themes in the show, it's, you know, how many chances do people get the inherent, the inherent racism of the Hollywood system, Mm -hmm. you know, all these could come into play or wesley's own personal demons yeah as well
1: there's a lot there's a lot happening
0: yeah there's a lot happening um and you know we've we've seen almost all of them at this point (laughs) of those theatrical ones um and it's you know it's been a fun ride i think both patrick and i are Quietly getting ready for the end. Yeah, to, to get a taste of some a different area of the rich, vast history of cinema beyond. <laughs> six, six months of snipes.
1: Yeah, this was like yeah I'm uh, I'm, I'm getting it's tough. We're, we've been in the snipes hole for quite a bit, and this was like the first week where I'm like maybe I want to peek my head out a little bit.
0: You maybe get a little air. Get a little air. Yeah, we're we're getting ready for air, so. Next week, it's already in the books, scheduled folks. so barring a disaster. Mm. we do have the we will learn next week the who will be joining. White men can't jump in the finals. We've got a few more snipesy and treats on the horizon Ooh. beyond that. Um, but as it stands now, probably we've probably got about a month or so. <laughs> of snipes left <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, but it has been fun i mean he's he's a terrific fun time it's been cool to watch some of these movies i think that you know definitely like showing a little bit going back to our initial conversation talking about movies like um double life of Veronique and arnaud desplacions uh deception mm-hmm. um we're kind of looking for a 180 <laughs> A little bit kind of <laughs> right now in terms yeah. of just seeing like getting out of the 90s <laughs> the heavy american 90s action movies and uh you know broadening a little bit more but we'll be back in enthusiastic next week for a real rager matchup i mean mm. we've got of course uh new jack city versus passenger 57
1: those are and great yeah those are fun i'm excited for those super
0: yeah. fun movies i i mean i don't know we've got a great guest lined up familiar guest little teaser there on uh, who it might be and um we're gonna have a lot of fun with that one we've got a, some cool plans for the final couple of snipes episodes and then we got some even cooler plans for the rest of the summer and into fall because we got another here's another tease we got another long one coming up mm-hmm. um, but in a different different style than the usual Academy Academy. So um, thank you all for hanging out and staying enthusiastic with us and through our marathon <laughs> journey through the entire turns out practically the entire filmography of Wesley Snipes.
1: We're pretty, I think we're going to watch everyone.
0: We're going to hit most of the big, at least the majority of the big ones. Yeah. The theatrical releases and maybe some of the directed DVD. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, but you know, check out. Uh, I was gonna say the two from this week. I forgot what the fuck they were called already. Uh, uh, <laughs> how
1: do you know in Spanglish?
0: How do you know Spanglish? Starting over Thursday's game.
1: Thursday's game.
0: Uh, <laughs> Me, Joe Black. Mamma Mia. Terminator Two, Judgment Day.
1: <laughs> Lawrence Foster Jenkins.
0: You know, uh, cruising. Playing the new Beverly. Yeah. Beverly here. <laughs> if you're in the Los Angeles area and you haven't seen Cruising. This is this would be your time to do so.
1: Hey, get a hot dog and a moon pie and watch cruising.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> go out to the sidewalk afterwards with a kind of pale, stunned look on your face.
1: Yeah. Talk probably. talk to
0: your friends about what you just witnessed.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feel a little dirty. Feel, oh,
0: feel a little dirty. And then apparently, I mean, not to get, you know, we started off on a tangent. We could finish with a tangent here. It's playing with this movie called Windows, which is oh apparently just as controversial and off-putting as cruising is but from a female perspective um but interesting interesting thing about it it's the only film that gordon willis ever directed the cinematographer of the godfather films wow yeah and uh apparently it's a hateful film oh no yeah like (laughs) very rough gordon (laughs) yeah, I heard someone say there's a reason. That was the only film he directed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It sounds like a long night, but Cruising is a very interesting movie that i do think people should check out
1: i think it's like uh, an interesting movie to check out at least once from like yeah. at the very least from like an anthropological perspective yeah and
0: seeing it in a theater is quite a, I, I saw it in the, i saw i saw at the new beverly last time they played it there and uh it is quite an experience to see it in the theater
1: sure. so you're already hear <laughs> for this to,
0: for the sold out crowd i heard the tickets are selling fast so there, there might actually be another sold out crowd for this one and uh seeing it with 200 for your clothes Sitting that close to 200 of your closest friends while watching cruising. Yeah. Get get yep,
1: get a, get a large cola, get like five hot dogs.
0: Or if you want to have a night in which you kinda of just watch something and uh oh, that was relaxing. Check out US Marshals or the Art of yeah, War.
1: Or the art of war, yeah. You wanna just like yeah. get hey, call it an ear call it an early night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, you know. You know, this is fun, regardless of how we're a little, we're showing some fatigue. <laughs> but we're having fun. We're having fun. This is a good time. Hopefully, you are too. Next week, Whiteman can't jump versus Passenger 57. I'm not going to guarantee it, but I might promise it. What's the difference? You decide.
2: Spanish. <laughs> <laughs>